Good morning, crew. Good morning. It's nice to see all of you this morning. Would you stand and sing with us, please? Let's worship together. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. King of Israel, welcome to our hearts. Here to reign in righteousness, so Palm Sunday, everyone. It's a glorious day to be worshiping together. So welcome to worship, and especially to anybody sitting out in the car, because I don't think anybody's sitting outside, are they? Yeah, I hear you give us a toot. Yay. It's so good to hear and see you this morning. We will begin two services on a regular basis starting next Sunday, Easter Sunday, at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And no reservations are needed. Yay! <laughs> There's also a sunrise service outdoors back here at the little amphitheater thing. And that will be at 7 a.m. Weather permitting, it'll be outside. If the weather's bad, it will be inside. The communion offering on Easter will be to fund our vacation Bible school alternative. Don't know exactly what that's gonna look like yet, but we will be accepting your do donations. Also, please consider a donation to Mobility Worldwide. We will be collecting for this ministry until next week. The first scripture today comes from Isaiah 50, verses four through 9a. And I'm reading from the Living Bible. And it's talking about the servant's humiliation and vindication. The Lord God has given me his words of wisdom so that I may know what I should say to all these weary ones. Morning by morning, he awakens me and opens my understanding to his will. The Lord God has spoken to me, and I have listened. I do not rebel nor turn away. I give my back to the whip and my cheeks to those who pull out my beard. I do not hide from shame, even though they spit in my face. 
Because the Lord God helps me, I will not be dismayed. Therefore, I have set my face like flint to do his will, and I know that I will triumph. He who gives me justice is near. Who will dare to fight against me now? Where are my enemies? Let them appear. See, the Lord God is for me. Who shall declare me guilty? The word of God for the people of God. Let us join together in prayer. O oh God of life, you have made us in your image as your children. We thank you and praise you. We ask that you forgive us of our transgressions against our neighbors, especially when we're critical of them while being confident of our own righteousness. Today, we recall the entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, and we ask that you guide us with your Holy Spirit so we might walk in this place as Jesus walked. Open our hearts, our eyes, and our ears to your love and our proper response. Teach us that resurrection comes after dying to self. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. It's great to see all of you here. That's my first rainbow, as always. Plus, I actually saw a rainbow a while ago. Did y'all see it? There, was, there really was a rainbow out there. Now they can have, hold off for a while. It'd be okay. Or the rainbows are okay, but anyway, it's good to see y'all. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this beautiful Palm Sunday. We thank you for everything that you bless us with. We thank you for the love that you show us and that is also represented in this building today at this place. Lord, we lift up those anywhere who have recently lost loved ones. We ask that you would comfort them, let them not be overcome with grief. Lord, we lift up those anywhere who are suffering in a situation of violence, who don't have enough to eat, who don't have clean water, who don't have a place to stay. Lord, we lift up the leadership of this country and all the countries of the world that they would seek and do your will. Lord, we lift up our Christian brothers and sisters throughout the globe. Many suffer much more persecution and hardship than we do. We lift them up and ask that you would watch over them. Lord, we, we ask as we enter this what we call Holy Week, although in truth all weeks are holy, 
all days are holy to you. But as we enter this time, we ask, Lord, particularly that you would guide us with your Holy Spirit. Let our actions, our words, and our thoughts represent your Son who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. When I looked at the lectionary this week, I said, you know, they've done it again. I'm sure they mean well, as we all do. I believe most of the time I give people the benefit of the doubt that they mean well in what they're doing. But the lectionary this week was supposed to start with the first verse of Mark chapter 11, but that's not a very good place to start. The best place to start is in Mark chapter 10, verse 46, because it's all tied together. Again, this is a friendly reminder when, when the Holy Spirit dictated the Word of God to persons of faith who recorded it, there weren't any chapters and verses. The chapters and verses were put in there to help us find things much later on by some bored monks sitting around, you know, wondering what they should do in some monasteries or something. So, so they divided things up into chapters and verses. And, and again, it is handy. It is handy for us to find things. So our, our reading this morning is going to start in Mark, the Gospel according to Mark, Chapter 10, verse 46. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up. He is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, he received his sight and followed him on the way. When they were approaching Jerusalem, 
in Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter, you will find tied there a colt that has neither been ridden, that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this The Lord needs it, and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing, untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Merciful and loving God, guide us with your Holy Spirit. Let all of us remember and proclaim why Jesus went into Jerusalem. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, you see there, Bartimaeus was one of the people in the crowd. Why would you want to start with chapter 11 and not know where they had been, right? They had been in Jericho. Jericho's the lowest city on earth. Did y'all know that? Do y'all know what the elevation of Jericho is? 846 feet below sea level. I don't know if that's fair to call that an elevation, is it? Then you say, well, how much is 846 feet? Can you picture that in your mind? Can you picture the Tower of the Americas? Do you know how tall it is? It's 750 feet tall. It's 750 feet tall. And, and that's to the top of the antenna. That's to the top of the antenna. If you just look to the top of the roof, it's like it's 622 feet tall. Okay? Moreover, did you all realize that that's the 30th tallest building in Texas? There are 29 structures in the state of Texas that are higher than the Tower of the Americas. And so there we are in Jericho, 846 feet below sea level with Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, which is pretty much what all of us are, uh, is sitting there on the side of the road, and he cries out, Son of David, have mercy on me. 
You know, Bartimaeus is the first person in the, in the Gospel of Mark that refers to Jesus as the Son of David. He'd been paying attention. He'd been listening to what people were saying. And he calls out to him. Now, it said there that there were a crowd of Jesus' followers with him along with the 12 disciples, or 12 apostles. And Bartimaeus is calling out to Jesus for help. And what did Jesus' followers do? They said, shut up, right? They said, shut up. What are you doing? You know, they might have even said, why are you doing this, Bartimaeus? Why are you doing this? I'll tell you why he was doing it. Bartimaeus was doing it because he needed a miracle. He wanted to see again. And he believed that Jesus of Nazareth, the son of David, the Messiah, would be able to give him his sight back. So he cried out. That's why he was doing it. That's why he was doing what he was doing. He needed a miracle. Now notice, Bartimaeus teaches us a good lesson here. He teaches several lessons. If you want a miracle, be diligent about it. Be persistent. When they told him to pipe down, what does the Scripture say? He screamed louder, right? He raised his voice. He raised his voice. If you want a miracle, be persistent. If you want a miracle, take action. What did Bartimaeus do? First off, he was cry, crying out. He was yelling. He was, he was drawing attention to himself. And then when Jesus said, call him, what does it say he did? did. He popped up immediately. He didn't dilly-dally around. said he threw his cloak off and he popped up immediately. And then if you want a miracle, do what Bartimaeus did. Be specific about what you want. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, I want my sight back. I want my sight back. He didn't say, oh, just bless me, Lord, whatever you want to do. He said, I want my sight back. And then notice, again, remember this. This gets a little noted on Palm Sunday, which is, one, which is why I wanted to start with 1046 instead of 111. Bartimaeus was in that crowd. He walked with Jesus and the crowd the 15 miles or so from 846 feet below sea level up to the Mount of Olives, okay? And when they get there, when they get there, Jesus tells two of his disciples, he said, go and get this colt for me, this donkey colt. And they're liable to ask you why you're doing it. They're liable to say to you, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And when they ask you that, tell them. Tell them the Lord has need of it. And they did, and he got on the colt, and he rode in, and hence our celebration this morning of Palm Sunday and notice that Jesus the King of Kings the Prince of Peace the Lord of Lords the Son of David rode into town 
not on a war horse like a regular king might, but on a donkey. Now again, the people said to the two disciples, and again, you know, Scripture is so good. It's so good if we read it properly, if we look at what's there. Jesus didn't say, hey, Peter, go get the donkey. He didn't say, hey, Matthew, go get the donkey. He sent two of his disciples. He sent two of his disciples, it said, okay? When we take Christian action out in the world, we need to be at least in pairs when we go to do something, when we go to do the Lord's work. Where two or more are gathered, the Lord is there, okay? And there are a lot of reasons for that, and we won't go into it this morning, but he sent two. And again, they said, why are you doing this? The Lord has need of it. Friends, there's, there's nothing we can remember probably that would be better for each of our actions than whenever we start to do something to ask ourselves that question. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And if you can answer because the Lord has need of it, go ahead, full speed ahead. If you can't, maybe you ought to ask yourself again, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Because if it's not for the Lord and it's not for the kingdom of God, then it's going to pass away. It's temporal. That's what Scripture tells us. God and God's kingdom is reality. Everything else fades away and is going to be gone. So Jesus enters Jerusalem, and he goes to the temple, and he looks around. Now, if there's anybody in this particular passage more than Bartimaeus, more than Jesus' disciples. It's Jesus. We have to say, why are you doing this? Not too far back in Mark chapter 10, Jesus told his disciples, he said, the Son of Man is going to go into Jerusalem, and they're going to hand him over to the chief priests and the scribes. And they're going to condemn him to death. And they're going to hand him over to the Gentiles. And they're going to mock him. And they're going to spit on him. And they're going to beat him. And they're going to kill him. So why are you doing this, Jesus? Why are you doing this? Why would anybody do that? I'll tell you why he was doing that. He was doing that in the same vein that his two disciples went and got the donkey. 
because the Lord had need of it. It was in God's will. It was in God's will that Jesus came and sacrificed himself and then was raised from the dead for us. Why are you doing this, Jesus? I'm doing this because I love you. That's why he was doing it. And as Scripture tells us, indeed God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's why he was doing it. And did you notice, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful the way Scripture goes together when we look at the whole picture and not just a little splotch of color over in the corner of the painting. Now remember in John chapter 8 when the woman was caught in adultery, right? And all the religious folk were getting ready to stone her, right? And what did Jesus say to her after everybody had gone off? He said, I don't condemn you either. I don't condemn you. You know, go and sin no more. And then if you say, Jesus, why are you doing this? Probably the most succinct place that we see it is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. It says there of our Lord, Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter, of our faith for the joy that was set before him endured death on a cross, right? For the joy that was set before him. And the joy that was set before him was to bring people like us, people like blind Bartimaeus, somebody that Jesus' disciples wanted to ignore Jesus didn't ignore him the joy that was set before Jesus was to bring people like Bartimaeus and us and the woman caught in adultery to a saving knowledge of God's love for each and every one of us as you start your week out tomorrow as you do your activities this afternoon, ask yourself, why am I doing this? And if you can say, it's because it comes out of love and because it's in harmony with God's will, then do it. Amen? Go in peace. And this week, and always, before you do anything, ask yourself, why am I doing this? And when you do, go with the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
strong and true. No.